that's for show. He's got a quick wit, but his forty's slow. He's Here we go. This is going to be fun. 33 days to kick off. Monday, August 1, folks. It's a new day. It's a new week. It's a new month. Here on The Ref, the home of Sooner fans, Toby and TJ back with you. We are brought to you every day by XOE Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Two locations, one in uh, Newcastle and one in Goldsby. And we are joined now by one of our co-workers. You can hear him here every day from noon to 3 on Steely and Thune at noon, as well as the two to three hour, which is called Locked Up. Uh, locked Up. That's right. Locked Up with uh, Thune and Locked In, right? Locked Out? They're definitely locked somewhere. As we welcome in now Parker Thune from 247 Sports, Parker has had a very, very busy weekend. Parker, good morning. Good morning, Toby. How are you, man? Did you get any sleep this weekend? Well, not a whole lot of it, but I tell you what, uh, there's football this month. There is light at the end of the tunnel. So, That's exactly. Right. But all you can ask for at this point. I'm just going about my business, having a weekend, Parker, and then my uh, Twitter machine starts to blow up. Sooner fans are going crazy. It's happening. It's happening. What happened this weekend, Parker? Fill us all in. <laughs> Oh, what didn't happen this weekend? So the Sooners had two big visit days this past week, one on Wednesday for prospects in the class of 2024 and 2025. And then they had another big visit day for prospects in the class of 2023, several of whom were already committed to Oklahoma uh, on Friday, the 29th. So on that day, the Sooners had upwards of half their current commits in the 2023 cycle back at Oklahoma to help peer recruit with, I believe, nine or ten uncommitted prospects uh, that are still out there on the open market in the class of 2023. Uh, Among those players were uh, five-star defensive lineman D.J. Hicks, four-star defensive lineman Jordan Renaud, uh, four-star defensive lineman Mark Trying to think who else. Uh, you had four-star defensive back Ryan Yates, four-star defensive back Peyton Bowen, each of whom are teammates of Jackson Arnold down at Denton Geyer High School. Uh, so, yeah. Bowen I mean, is committed to Notre Dame currently, right? He, he is committed to Notre Dame. Ryan Yates is committed to LSU. Uh, so the Sooners looking for a flip in both cases there. Uh, so uh, the word is, Toby, that the Sooners made quite a bit of progress uh, with every single one of the, just about every single one of the prospects that are yet uncommitted they had on campus on Friday. And uh, thus far, quite a few of those individuals, and I, I won't say who for obvious reasons, but quite a few of those individuals that were on campus uh, yesterday, or I'm sorry, Friday, uh, are now silently committed to Oklahoma. Well, we saw, what, five locks drop? Is that right? Five total locks as of right now. Yes, sir. 
Five total locks. Now, did you uh, – now, we, I heard a lot about trusting you and certain <laughs> – I don't even know how – CJ, how do I tiptoe around this uh, in uh, a professional manner? It's completely out of hand, Toby. Footballs. Completely you're, out of you're Chris, when you when you make – for those who don't, let's simplify it. Because a lot of people live in the world of recruiting. Parker's Pebbles. Trust be, Parker's Pebbles or something like that. I don't know what it was. But if, if you don't, Parker works for 247, and when you feel confident – that a player is going to commit or sign with a certain team, you will put in a crystal ball for them. Again, I'm sorry for speaking down to all of you that are in the world of recruiting. But it's your official projection for where this player is going to go. Am I saying this correctly? Yes, you are. That, that what's your batting, what's your batting average? The, thus far in the class of 2023, it's still somehow 1,000. So uh, still working on the no-hitter for now. It'll end at some point because it always does. But uh, haven't missed in the 2023 class yet. But uh, you can see there's a very obvious double entendre there when you're talking about crystal balls that people, including our own Tyler McComas, have taken and run with. Our show's a family show, Parker, unlike that tawdry (laughs) stuff going on in the afternoon. So please keep it clean, okay? Um, Did you put in any projections this weekend? I, I did several. So I believe Oklahoma, uh, as of right now, is in position to land a commitment from four-star defensive lineman Jordan Renaud, uh, one of the ones I mentioned earlier. That's been an Oklahoma-Alabama battle for some time. So if he does end up going Oklahoma. Where's he from? Uh, he is from Tyler, Texas. Tyler Legacy High Way School. Way to go, Teach. So, uh, why do you think I was down, down there, there a couple of weeks ago? I, I was doing work. It. I was doing work. <laughs> All right, keep going. I'm yeah. sorry, Parker. No, you're good. I believe uh, they're in positional and commitment from Anthony Evans, four-star wide receiver out of San Antonio. And uh, we got a decision coming today. Get this. Four-star defensive lineman, edge rusher, Colton Vosick of Austin, Texas, who is a Texas legacy. His father played football at Texas in the early 90s. Uh, in the city of Austin. And as of today, I'm comfortable projecting that he is going to be committing not to Texas, but to Oklahoma Woo. later today. So what a what a massive win on the recruiting trail that would be for Miguel Chavis and company. I had long since projected that the Sooners will end up getting pledges from two more guys that were on campus this past weekend, four-star defensive backs Jacoby Johnson of Mustang, Oklahoma, and Macari Vickers of Tallahassee, Florida. And I threw in one final prediction last week for a guy that was actually not on campus Friday, but was on campus Wednesday. Um, class of 2024 quarterback Michael Hawkins of Allen High School down in Texas. And OU Legacy, some older Sooner fans may remember his dad, the elder Mike Hawkins, played mm-hmm. defensive back at Oklahoma in the early 2000s. OU has kind of always been the dream for him. He picked up the offer on Wednesday and I find it hard to believe that anybody else is going to be your quarterback at the University of Oklahoma in that 2024 recruiting class. Wow, what a weekend. So you're projecting the 3 o'clock announcement today goes OU's way down in Austin. That would be yes. big. Yeah. Now, you have you put in a projection for the five-star kid, the, the defensive lineman? DJ Hicks, no, I have not. Not officially, however. Uh, the Sooners are very much in the driver's seat after this past weekend. 
today, hit a home run in that recruitment. I mean, this is, and I've said it for a long time, Toby, DJ Hicks is the best high school football player I've ever watched in person. Now, obviously, I haven't been covering recruiting that long. I didn't get the chance to see somebody like Kyler Murray, for instance, play high school football. Uh, but uh, in the time that I have it, really dominant as DJ Hicks. There's a reason why he is a consensus five-star player, uh, the number seven player overall in the 24-7 sports composite in what is a very quarterback-heavy class. Uh, he is an absolute menace on the defensive line and could be a transformative type of player for the University of Oklahoma if that's where he ends up committing. What a feather in the cap it would be for Todd Bates in his first year and his first full recruiting cycle as a coach at the University of Oklahoma. That is definitely one to monitor because you, you simply do not get a talent like D.J. Hicks in every single recruiting class. And if Oklahoma can come out on top, in that recruitment, oh boy, that kid is going to be a lot of fun to watch in Crimson and Cream. But he's not announcing for a while, correct? Uh, the plan is for him not to announce until December at the earliest. We will see if that okay. changes. Uh, we will see how flexible that is. My guess is, based on the way that the Oklahoma staff operates, they're going to do their best to get that timetable moved up. Uh, and try to get the decision to go in their favor. But as of right now, yes, the plan is for DJ Hicks to announce sometime in December or January. All right, two more questions, and we'll uh, we'll let you go. You can hear Parker from uh, noon to 3 expound on all this stuff a little bit later today. How high could this class get? Like, if all of this comes together for them, what's the ceiling for how high this class could get. They were 40, like, just yesterday. But we had you on before. Remember that? <laughs> Early in July, late in June, we had you on asking if we should panic, and you said no. Now here we go. Things could not have gone better in July. How high could they go? Well, it's been it's been quite a run for this Oklahoma recruiting class in 2023. Quite a run for the Sooner staff. Uh, Miguel Chavis, in particular, can do no wrong right now. But all across the board, the Sooners are recruiting at a truly elite level. If they get Vosick today, that's going to make 12 commits in the last five weeks, Toby. is astronomical. Uh, realistically, I think if all goes swimmingly for Oklahoma, if they get legitimately everybody that they are still in the market for, uh, they could finish as high as number two, I believe. I think number one is probably just out of reach right now. I think the absolute floor right now is number five. I don't wow. think, and I, I, I don't even know that I would have said this wow. a month ago. First class. I don't know how. Wow. Yeah. I think Oklahoma ends up with a top five class, and I find it very hard to believe that they somehow spiral out of the top five at this point. They, are, they have exceeded expectations in terms of this recruiting cycle. Okay, here's what I really want to know, and then we'll, we'll cut you loose. You're talking to these guys, okay? You're talking to the kids. You're talking to, I assume, parents at times, coaches, all that kind of stuff. What's working? When you talk to these guys, why? Why is Brent and Chavis and everybody being so effective and so successful right now? What are these kids telling you the reason is why they're choosing Oklahoma? Well, I'll tell you this much. The buzzword that you hear time and time and time again. And this isn't a recent phenomenon. This goes back to 
the second these guys swung through the doors last December and started making offers for prospects in the class of 2022 to try and close out the previous recruiting cycle, the buzzword you keep hearing is genuine. And it's so abundantly evident why Venables handpicked a guy like Chavis to follow him when a lot of people were wondering, okay, who on earth is Miguel Chavis and why is his first coaching job on-field coaching job, that is, the defensive ends coach at the University of Oklahoma. He's out of his depth. Well, uh, he hasn't yet coached a game uh, at Oklahoma as the defensive ends and outside linebackers, edgemen coach, but he's already proven his value in spades on the recruiting trail. Uh, we know how good of a recruiter Todd Bates is. Uh, we know how good of a recruiter uh, Bill Biedenboe is, Cale Gundy is, John Finley is. This Oklahoma staff is stacked with excellent recruiters, and it's because all of them are so genuine. They are straight-up, tell-you-like-it-is type of people, and every single one of them has been handpicked by Brent Venables to contribute to the machine and the greater purpose, the greater vision at the University of Oklahoma. I'll add this. The sole mission is very much a selling point for Oklahoma. Hmm. I cannot tell you how many of these players, how many of these parents in particular, are enamored with the sole mission and what it can do for their kid, not just in the four years that they're in college, but down the line. Because obviously one of the hot-button topics in the recruiting world over the last couple of years at this point, Toby, has been the advent of NIL. And NIL deals are an awesome way to get a quick buck if you're a player or if you're a family member of a player. You can go sign somewhere and you can have six figures in your pocket just like that. But the stance that Oklahoma has taken with the sole mission and uh, what they're selling with the sole mission is, hey, you know what? You can go somewhere. You can go to one of those schools like a Texas or an Arkansas, Miami, Texas A&M, and you can have 100 k in your pocket right off of that. But you come to Oklahoma, yeah, you'll get paid. And we're seeing evidence of that. We're seeing the NIL collectives start to take off at the University of Oklahoma. For those on social media, uh, they've seen that campaign uh, on Twitter in particular over the weekend. But not only can we provide you with that, but we can provide you with networking and resources and support to last you a lifetime not just the four years that you're in college here. We're going to help you succeed, not just in football, but in life, and that's what the school mission is designed to do. It's working. Whatever it is, it's working. Uh, a reportedly a huge weekend. If you want to follow all of the inside information that Parker is dropping over there at 247, what do they need to do, Parker? Yeah, just uh, follow me on Twitter, at Parker Thune, or... Uh, you can sign up for one month, a trial run of OUinsider.com on the 24-7 Sports Network for just a dollar. So if you can if you can spare a dollar, now is a phenomenal time to jump on board at OU Insider because there's more happening in the world of recruiting and more good things happening specifically in the world of recruiting for Oklahoma than has been the case in a long, long time. OUinsider.com. Join today. Get your first month for just a dollar. You the man. Proud of you, brother. Keep it up. We'll listen and uh, we'll be listening this afternoon. Appreciate you, Toby. See you, bud.
Uh, Parker Thune, great info. I do. I am a little embarrassed he made one mistake, though, TJ. Uh, he mentioned that the buzzword that these recruits keep mentioning over and over is genuine. It's actually genuine, and uh, he doesn't understand. <laughs> that Those kids, ge- Parker's older than they are. Those kids don't know who genuine is. Not no, I mean, Joe Castiglione has signed American R&B singer, songwriter, genuine for next year's spring game, and these kids could not be more excited. <laughs> so it's carrying a lot of weight on the recruiting trail, but that's okay. What's Genuine? <laughs> remember Genuine? Yes, I do. I'm genuine. old enough to. <laughs> what is he now? 50-some probably? He's probably 50 years old. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby, exit 104B, and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. Welcome back. T-Row in the Morning Show. Toby and TJ back with you. This hour brought to you by R.K. Black. Been in business since 1952, helping small and medium-sized businesses in Oklahoma and Kansas. Document management, network solutions, so much more. 405-943-9800 or rkblack.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Toby, it's time for the dad joke of the day. All right, here we go. What do you call a man with no arms or legs who likes to swim? I don't like this joke already. Bob! Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Not funny. Toby does not like that one. I Uh kind of like that one. Uh, Listen to the Legacy Series 72 OU Nebraska game over the weekend. Biggest surprise was Johnny Bench doing color for most of the third quarter. (laughs) That's great. That was awesome. Johnny Bench in the booth with Bob Barry. Johnny Bench sounds so young. They both do. I mean, I said this last week. Do yourself you do a favor. You sound younger when you're 50 years, uh, you know. Younger? Younger, yeah. That's yeah. True. <laughs> um, I said this last week. If, if You should do yourself a favor. If you if you are young and you, you never heard Bob Barry, or even if you're older and you – just remember the last few years. You do, go back and listen to 1972, Bob Barry. He is in his prime and f- a phenomenal play-by-play guy. The 73 game that Chris dropped on Saturday is the OU Miami 73 game. Now, 1973 is when the um, the radio flagship rights changed, and so that's when Bob moved to OSU in an amazing move i mean can you think about that in this day and age if like next year osu hired me or we hired dave hunziker or something like that's the equivalent bob barry went from ou to osu and eventually back to ou again but so in 73 this game that he posted saturday mike treps is the play-by-play guy which again is just i mean you hear his voice and you're immediately I'm immediately taken back to my childhood, just hearing that distinctive Mike Trepp's voice. So these are really cool. I think he's posting one every Saturday up until football season starts. And uh, I uh, mowed the lawn, took a walk, and listened to the 1973 OU Miami game this weekend. It was a lot of fun. 
uh, the text asking us about the slick crimson on crimson look, the red on red. Um, they texted again saying the red on red. That I think they're talking about someone uh, texted and said uh, the picture that Brent put out this weekend and the guys are standing behind him in the, the red pants, red top, uh, jerseys, uh, and uniforms, I should say. Um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I saw like that it. picture. It's the bring the wood jerseys. With the red pants. It's just all red on yeah. red, right. They've uh, worn those before. Don't like it. I don't like costumes. I'm a grumpy old man. Get off my lawn. And uh, this texture would like us to know that show's called Locked In. <laughs> I don't think that's it, is it? That's not true. It's, I don't think it's that's locked it. out, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Locked up? That's right. Um... Yeah, he's they're they're doing a great. That was good information, good information there. And as we've said before, though, things are going well. Kim calls in from Belgium. Yes, perfect thank you. phone reception. Never this a guy problem. works for us. Parker is around the corner. I know where he lives. I have I had to go to his place to pick up radio equipment before. He's right here on top of the station. Can't get a good signal. What up with that? I don't know. I don't know. What's up with that? <laughs> it's astonishing. I mean, try explaining that to the people back in 1883, right, Teach? It's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at a. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you have more text messages to get to? Are we caught up? Uh, one just came in uh, saying, "Sorry, I didn't hear when you just said that." But where are the old radio broadcasts again? I missed it. They are posting them on the Sooner Sports Podcast. So, um, yeah, I think that's how you say it, right? Sooner Sports Podcast. Yes, yes. Yeah. I am looking at Sportico's updated list of the most valuable sports franchises in America. You given this a gander? I have not looked at the list. I know who topped the list, though. But I Would you like to guess top five? Top five... Does this I don't, is this I just American sports might, or does it include yeah. like those soccer nope. teams too? American sports. So we are one through, uh, oh, one through one fifty one. So like the last several are MLS franchises with a few NHL franchises mixed in. So it's got it's uh. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, and Major League Soccer. Those five sports. The Colorado Rapids are 151st. At $370 million, by the way. That's the least valuable professional sports franchise in America. I'm asking you for the top five. Well, I know the Cowboys were number one, the Dallas Cowboys. I would think coming off the Super Bowl, the new stadium, where they're located, the Rams would be in the top five probably. That's correct. Now, do they own that stadium? Mm, I'm not sure on that. I don't know. Apparently they do to be in the top five. Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, right? I just thought that was all-encompassing, whether they owned it or not. I just thought it all went into the value of the franchise. But, I, I, I mean, you may be what's right. The, I don't know. Well, what's the 
share there with the Chargers? Like, how does that all work? What's the cities? What's the Rams? What's the Chargers? I don't know what the ownership of the stadium and all. Or the Rams are number five. That surprised me. $5.91 billion. Hang on. Chris Plank probably knows the answer to this. He's just texted me. Kroenke paid for it all. Okay. So uh, Chris is saying the Rams own the stadium. So the Rams were five. So I've got I've got the uh, I've got the uh, two ends there. I would say the Yankees have to be up there. Number two, seven billion. The Los Angeles Lakers, I would think, were be up. No, there. no, number eight. I mean, oh, they're wow. number eight. That's respectable, but no. Um, how about the New England Patriots? Six. Ooh. Golden State Warriors. Yeah, why did now? Why did you say that? That surprised me. I only know that because that's been in the news recently about how their value has just shot up over. The Is last it because decade. they're winning? They're winning. Yeah. All right. Uh, um, New York Knicks are number three. Oh, I wouldn't have got the Knicks for a while. So yeah, okay. Cowboys won seven point six four billion dollars. Is what they're valued at. Yankees two, Knicks three. Warriors 4, Rams 5, Patriots 6, New York Giants 7, Lakers 8, 49ers 9, Red Sox 10. There must be a lot of like just like four of those top 10 are California teams. So I don't know. That factors in somehow. I don't know. Oklahoma City, where do you think they list, they landed? Now, there's 151 professional teams here. Where do you think Oklahoma City I'll landed? say 43rd. Uh, 77. Oh, ouch. That was way so off. So <laughs> pretty much right in, right in the middle. Here's the interesting thing, though. The Oklahoma City Thunder franchise is valued at $1.67 billion. They bought it, what, 15 years ago now, for $350 million. A nice investment. That is a nice investment. $1.67 billion. The Thunder, by the way, valued uh, 77, not impressive maybe, but it's valued more than the Baltimore Orioles, the Charlotte Hornets, the Minnesota Twins, the Montreal Canadiens. Timberwolves, Grizzlies, Pelicans, the Milwaukee Brewers, the Detroit Tigers, the Cincinnati Reds, all below the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Cleveland Indians are below. How about that? The Chicago Blackhawks are below them. Interesting. Uh, We'll take a break. Sorry, ran out of music. 834. We'll be back. The Ref. Network Studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. I don't have a full-fledged OTD for you today, but I do have um, two. I'm going to give you two quick ones, okay? Oh, hang on a second. Say something to the people, Teach. Toby's wanting me to say something to the people. We are about to have a pretty abbreviated edition of uh, OTD, apparently. Uh, while we're... Uh... <laughs> okay, I'm back. <laughs> while we're waiting on him to get back, this text just you came really in. You really handled that well. You uh, really, really filled... This Air Comfort Solutions text smooth. just came in. I just checked the ref website. It truly is called Locked In. <laughs> I don't think so. 
I think that's a mistake. I think it's locked. Locked up. Locked out. Locked yeah. Up. Yeah. No, I think you're. I think you're wrong. Uh, okay, so I got two for you. This is an abbreviated version of OTD today. So uh, OTD, you're 91 of four on the year. You're really good at this. Both of these are entertainment related. On this date, what year? This is a tough one. Um, should I throw this in the bonus category or not? You know, I'm gonna think about that a little more. So I'll come back to that I one. I'm gonna give you the easier. It. I'm gonna give you the easier one. On this date, what year? Did the movie, I think pretty universally regarded as the greatest movie of all time, Air Bud, come out? <laughs> um, Air Bud was released on this date, no August idea. 1st. My what kid uh, at one point in his life loved all the Air Bud movies. There, How Air, there do was, you not know this? I, I don't... I. Don't think I've ever seen Air Bud outside of walking through the room in Bronx. Like I said, you worked like, at Blockbuster. There's like 40 different versions of it. The OG. Uh, I would say mid 90s. No idea. 1990. It could be early 90s. I'll say 93 to get to the early and mids. 93 final answer. 1993 final answer. Coach K nah. takes an L. You're amazing. You're know. you drive me crazy. Wait, like you knew yeah. when Air Bud came out? Yep, 1997. I mean, I would I would have got that right. It was definitely after I was in college, and it was shortly after that. It's a good, wholesome movie about a talking <laughs> I, dog. I'm not saying basketball. there's anything wrong with it. I was at an age where I just never. How would watched you not it. know when Air Bud came oh, out? Sorry, that's amazing. I apologize. I didn't know. I mean, you, you, you really, you. The some of this stuff is like so obscure, and you're like, oh, I can't believe you asked me that. Of course, that note came out in 1963. Everybody knows that. As if and Air Bud's you, not obscure. Air Bud, one of the greatest movies of all time. It's not one of the greatest movies of all time. It's about a golden retriever that plays basketball, <laughs> dude. When have Correct. you ever seen that before? He played football. When have you ever seen that before? Well, I think he's played every sport in all the different movies, but. All right. You're, that's an embarrassing miss by you. All right, I'm going to give you a chance to get it back right here. Then we'll make this one a bonus, okay? Okay. On this date, what year was legendary band Led Ze- Zeppelin formed? You ever heard of them before? I've heard of Led Zeppelin. They're slightly okay. more popular than Air Bud. Robert Plant, Jimmy Page, sometime John Bonham, the, sometime in the '60s. Stairway to Heaven. Right. Heard of it? I've heard of it. That was just rude of Drake, just walking by and showing me a finger just then. Um, I'm going to say sometime in the '60s. I'm going to go smack dab in the middle to get the swing on both sides because I don't know for sure. I don't think it would be late 50s. I think it's got to be the 60s. I'm going to say 1965, final answer. Holy mackerel! Yeah, 1968. Oh, I barely now, got that Something window. astonishing has just uh, taken place. I have received a text message uh, from Bob Kessling the play-by-play voice of the Tennessee Volunteers, who says, yes, Friday works for me. (laughs) 
So he didn't originally reply to you? No, he did. Um, yeah, no, he replied to me that last Friday works. And now he's replying to me that this Friday works. So <laughs> did you leave him a message? I never left a message. I rarely do on those guys because I, I figure they know who it is calling after I've called five or six times, you know. Um, think I, I don't think I left him a message. <laughs> this is funny. Chris uh, Plank just sent me this, that George Jetson was re, uh, allegedly, reportedly born yesterday. Born yesterday, yeah, I saw that on the news. <laughs> they actually put that on the news last <laughs> night. <laughs> well, he's a baby right now. George Jetson somewhere out there is a newborn baby. and some Somebody should find that, like, hospital. That's a story. That's a story. Would have been hilarious if somebody had named their son George Jetson. Well, that was the news story. They were like, uh, we need to find out if anyone has named their child George Jetson today because this is supposedly the birth date of of George Jetson. Okay, a couple of uh, this and that before we uh, get to our uh, final break. Orlando Brown will sign the franchise tag, I guess. He's back uh, in camp with KC. He wanted more. He's going to settle for the franchise tag of $16.6 million this year. Zeus going to try to get by on 16.6. He wanted more. Felt like he deserved yeah, Kansas more. City's pretty expensive. I hope he, can, hope he can make it through. You caught up on Big Brother? You watched last night? I did, yeah. Okay, thoughts? Um, really starting to enjoy the direction it's going. I've uh, liked the uh, the forming why of this. Why is it? Why do I, why it, do I enjoy it? Now that the, is it the women were in charge and you hated the show, now the women's alliance is falling apart and you're loving it? Is that what it is? No, the women I didn't feel were in charge necessarily. There were too many groups. Like there were 15 different, like the women were in a group, but then in another group, and then they twisted off, and the women had a two separate women's groups that <laughs> they were in. There was just too many, and nobody was, everybody was getting along. Nobody was making moves. Nobody was causing drama. It was, it was Taylor's mean and stupid, and we all hate her, and she keeps doing things that, I really think they just dreamed up. Like Jasmine, I think, yeah, has dreamed up this personality that doesn't exist in the house, huh. and so I think Jasmine began to just the wear on me. Heel. Like at, at this point, walk, okay, walk. Why? Just because of the southern accent? The southern accent drives me completely crazy. Why? Like, because I'm good with a good southern accent. Hers seems uh-huh. so forced and fake to me. It seems as if they're feeding her lines. Like I said, get up off your butt and walk. Like, quit with the scooter. Quit she with rolled the her hu- ankle. Nope. She rolled her ankle three weeks ago now. Dragging herself butt backwards up the stairs. I'm like, oh, she my God. She passed out last week. She passed, she passed out. out. I'm too, it's too high up here. Nope. Someone help me down. Someone help me down. Unhook these, unhook these ropes from me. Oh, yep, my goodness. Go. I like Monty. I've really started to like Monty and Kyle. Joseph, who I thought I was going to hate, is nothing like the personality you thought he would be He's looking at him. He's an awesome dude. He's uh-huh. a family guy. He looked like the he was going to be something. He looked like he was going to be completely yeah. different. and you know, try so you to like th- the guys. Like um, the guys. Typical. Yeah, I think so. I think I yep. do. Uh, <laughs> Nicole's not likable at all anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, no, there are guys I don't like. 
You know who's? You know what's crazy? You know the one girl I think I do like now is Brittany. And at the beginning, yeah. she was completely, you know what, crazy, and she seems like the normal one now. <laughs> I am always like the people who got who were stunned at the vote, just in tears. I don't know anything. Who can I trust? All How this can kind, they you know, do this kind of to stuff. me? I didn't even get I'm to like, say goodbye to my best friend. I'm astonished that even after what what a season is this? Twenty fourth season or something like that. <laughs> right. All these people watch all these shows. They're all Big Brother fans. They watch all the episodes. They know everything about it, and yet they are every year astonished that things that people lie or things right. happen they didn't know about. It's okay when we lie. You're not supposed to lie to us. They thought this was going to be the first season ever. When no one was surprised by anything. So <laughs> I know I'd do it here. If I got in there, I would I would I'd be a basket case in the uh in the diary room. I can't believe I thought TJ was my friend. I didn't think TJ <laughs> no, would do that uh, to me. Seven hundred and fifty grand's my friend. You're gone, dude. <laughs> Chris Plank joins us to wrap up the show next. Some say it's TJ's fault, but the name of the show is the T-Row in the Morning Show. So who's really to blame? You know? All right. Um, we welcome in now Chris Plank for the crossover brought to you by the Cleveland County Family YMCA. And TJ, I might have another change in the uh, top 25. Ooh. Jeez. Turns out, turns out the reason uh, Bob Kessling missed our phone call on Friday is because he was he had knee surgery. Oh my god. And he's been on pain meds and oh he apologizes for missing the call and is willing to come on this Friday or any time this week that we'd like. So I'm the jerk blowing up his phone and his home phone and the dude's sitting there uh going through surgery. Yeah. Well he agreed to have the interview at that time, but uh I guess something happened between when we set up the interview and when we had the interview. So, uh, oh, yeah. anyway, we're moving Tennessee back to 21, TJ. <laughs> My list is going to be so confused now. <laughs> Slide Arkansas to 22 and Ole Miss to 23. Tennessee has returned to its spot at 21, and we're going to try again with Bob Kessling on Friday of this week. Chris, good morning. How was your weekend? Awesome. Amazing. How was yours? Tell us about it. Well, I was a little bit frustrated at Parker oh. Thune from Locked Out got the call, and I didn't to talk recruiting but that's fine you know those wounds will hear are uh, you heal. in the world of recruiting i i i see i didn't even know like were you involved this weekend in the uh, whole recruiting thing no 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 I, I i was not i think i continue to be the benefactor of of toby's schedule not allowing him to do the ladies clinic uh so i think i think it looked out and they needed something to MC an event so uh zoo Osman called on thursday and said, can you MC an event for us on, on Saturday or Friday night? Bring your family, which has never happened. Never happened. Nice. Family never right. been invited to a recruiting event. And I'm not going to lie, um, we had a date night on Friday night, Toby. One daughter was at a, at a friend's house. One daughter is at that age where you kind of trust her enough to maybe stay at home by herself. And we were going to have a date night, but um, I twisted a few arms. I, I begged and I pleaded and... We got to go take part in the, I guess, the party at the Palace on Friday night, and it was a really, really, Super really cool. cool event. Really cool event. Yeah? 
What, like, what are you allowed to tell us about it? I don't. I, I don't think I can't say anything. I mean, I can't talk about the dudes that were there, right? But it was. I, I'll just say this. I got a chance on the Thursday. Remember our Thursday? Well, remember it. It's about ready to start back up, and it never ends. Our Thursday night show, where from Rudy's when it would, and I think it was, you start on Tuesdays, and eventually came Thursdays, and. They, they started letting the assistants come in, right? And yeah, Miguel yeah, Chavis yeah. came in in one of the episodes that I did. I still don't think Miguel, Miguel Chavis knows who the hell I am. That, that's one thing that I did learn this weekend. But it's kind of <laughs> hilarious because he, I, I, he mispronounced my name. I think he, he, he was basically the MC. And I was How do you mispronounce guy. Chris Plank? What did he, he said, say? Toby Rowland. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I mean, it was hilarious. My daughter was the one that told me. But it was great, dude. I, I, when we have more, I'm going to be over at OU tomorrow for the crossover because Ted Roof is going to speak at 8 and Jeff will be at 9, and I'll have all that for you. Right. But uh, I'll tell you more about it tomorrow. It was, and, and obviously coming up on the show, it was an absolute blast. All right, yeah, I'll be listening to your show. I'll be listening next. So uh, I can't wait to hear. Uh, Chris, okay, have a great man. show today. Toby, have a great rest of your Monday. Talk to you tomorrow. Thanks to Parker Thune for joining us today, getting us all caught up on uh, OU recruiting. We will do it again tomorrow. Have a great – oh, I, and one more apology to Bob Stoops for TJ's vicious attack on his brother Mark today. We'll do it again tomorrow. Have a great Monday, everybody.